Warning, the Stone Age Gamer includes a lot of bad language. Cover your motherfucking ears. Good evening and welcome to episode 140 of the Stone Age Gamer podcast for the week of March 3rd, 2017. I am Chris Randazzo and joining me as always is Elmer Fudd impersonator Dan Ryan. It's not happening. I... I'm... I was thinking you thought about, about it. it for a second. I though, did, I did, but I'm not going to because I can't. Tonight we are back at full strength. I have survived the plague from last week, and we're doing another installment of the 10 20 30. But before we go any further, here's your weekly reminder that you can email us at mail at pk.com. Let us know what you think of our show, what topics you would like us to discuss in the future, or just say hello because we always want to talk to you, the listener. Dan, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing all right, Chris. See, there was, uh, there was another Godfest today. It's, it's oh, like good. a bi-weekly thing in PAD. And oh. uh, I've been playing for over 500 days. Finally uh, finally got my first Red Roden uh, like two weeks ago. Was like super excited about it. After like 500 and something days. I've wanted him since the beginning. I'm not going to use him. I just want him. Um, and I was like, oh, sweet. But uh, still don't have a Ronov. So today I was like, all right, sweet. Five times the rates for Godfest exclusives. It's happening. I've got three pulls. Three pulls today, no Ronov, but another Red Roden. So now I have two. One for each hand. One for each hand. So what I really think we need to do is start up like a GoFundMe or a Kickstarter, <laughs> a buy Dan a Ronov Kickstarter. Like just send me money, because like I, it's like a family of four. I can't spend a lot of money. Like whatever money we get. How about this? Whatever money we get. I'll buy a pack, and whatever money is left over, if I get Ronov, will go to, like, Planned Parenthood. <laughs> and then, like, if I need to buy another pack, whatever's left over after that, that money will then go to Planned Parenthood. I think this is a good idea, Chris. I think we I, should set it up. <laughs> We've got a winner on our Somebody send me some money so I can have a goddamn Ronov. <sighs> Meanwhile, I am a... I'm positively bursting at the seams with excitement because the uh as we record this the switch is very soon it's for wednesday night when we're recording it will be available on friday where i will be buying it and uh I, really i was doing a big old dance for joy um uh the, yesterday um, yesterday big big old dance dance of joy now yeah. I, I have to clarify that i still feel very strongly about uh, my opinions of where the switch is going to land in the general mm -hmm. marketplace. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't think that it is going to be successful. I think that it is still in in very very serious trouble because while yesterday they showed off a lot of really cool uh, and and a lot of really exclusive um, indie titles that are yeah. just really really cool. Like there was a serious amount of stuff yesterday that I'm just I'm just effing jazzed for, but. I mean, look, it's a, uh, for me, the Switch is going to be, uh, it seems like perfect now, especially since next week I'm getting Blaster Master Zero. Yeah, I'm it's, so excited. And you should be done with Breath of the Wild by then, so. Oh, clearly. <laughs> I'll be done with <laughs> that mean, on my freaking be deathbed. Oh, I'm so stoked for Breath of the Wild. Like You should be. I'm excited. It hasn't hit me yet, like really, truly, but. It still uh, doesn't feel like it's going to be here in two days. It's true. It it just doesn't it doesn't quite feel real yet. I feel um, like we still don't know enough. 
I did. Uh, I, I I was because of Breath of the Wild. I was kind of inspired to play through the first Zelda again, and I got to do it with my, my with my son, and uh, that was really really fun. He was so into it. I was uh, surprised awesome. how into it he was. Um, like to the extent of we'd be in a room and I'd be like, "All right, well, there's a door over there, and I just got a key. Uh, how should I open the door?" And he'd go, "Use the key. Use the key." <laughs> this is the best. That's day of my awesome. Life. Uh, so Kids that was fun. super cool. Mine are, mine are currently obsessed with uh, with Yoshi, and uh, mm-hmm. I really want Yoshi and Poochie. I don't, I don't really know how I feel about that. Cause they want the 3DS game? Yeah, yeah, they don't have 3DSs. You should, yeah, it's the same game as the Wii U game. Yeah, but and see... And Poochie is very much in the Wii U game. Yeah, but see, the uh, their birthday is uh, is in May. So, oh. uh, so there might be, uh, might be some 2DSs. In the future, some two DSs in there in the not too distant future. In the not too uh, in the not too distant future. It all depends on how this Kickstarter goes. <laughs> <laughs> the by Dan Aronov, as well as his children, two DSs uh, Kickstarter that we'll have a link to in the show notes. That definitely. <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm just beyond jazzed for Blaster Master Zero. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm I, really excited for that. It looks awesome. It it does. It looks like it looks like there's finally going to be a proper, really good sequel to Blaster Master. Because not that the sequels have been bad, they just mm. haven't really lived up to the potential of the mm. the series. They've all had something wrong with them. Um, I'm also the uh, they just released a trailer about um, how Wonder Boy: The Dragon's Trap can switch to retro mode, just like uh, Secret of Monkey Island Special Edition, which is super like, fun on the fly. <laughs> it's so great, and it's and it's still in widescreen when you switch over to the old to the the old graphics so like i don't know there's this part in the the desert where these flowers are shooting at you from off screen and with the draw distance being farther away it's going to make that a lot lot nicer i think yeah, so a lot easier i'm i'm ja- i'm so jazzed about so many things like toe jam and earl was officially nan- announced coming to switch the back in the groove which is awesome that's great I- i'm just just I'm, I'm flipping but i i want it to be successful i really i really really do like i you know as i've said Every time we've talked about it, like I feel competition is good for for us. Like at the end yeah. of the day, more competition is, is a great thing. And right now, it seems to be, I mean, like critically and sales wise, that the PlayStation 4 is just pulling away from the pack in in a big bad way, especially with uh with like Horizon um Zero Dawn just releasing. That game is getting I uh, just praise everywhere yeah people are it's really it's really interesting seeing that and zelda at the same time like yeah they're similar experiences both of them are getting just the ravest of reviews and there's nothing happening on the xbox nothing and yeah which is a shame i i wish there were you know i I I wish they were more different i'm reading console wars right now Uh, Um, great book which is incredible I can't. I cannot put it down. I, I'm, I'm loving it, and it's really interesting, especially for me being a hardcore Nintendo fan. You know, all through growing up and everything, reading it from the Sega perspective, and really kind of rooting them on, and like just kind of confirming all this generally evil stuff Nintendo did mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, back in the day, and and like you get their reasoning for doing what they did, like the reason. The American industry wouldn't have kickstarted the way that it did if they didn't have all those crazy restrictions and stuff, you know? Right. It's it makes sense. It doesn't make it any less Disney level of evil, but it's 
But Disney brings me Avengers Infinity War, so eh, budget hands. Yeah, I mean, it's it, you know? it, it kind of is what it is. And it's really interesting reading this whole, like, scrappy thing with uh, with Sega trying to come up with something to com- combat the, the basically, like, the shareholder in Nintendo. And now Nintendo seems to be in a similar situation where they need to come up with something to combat what's happening elsewhere. Uh I don't know that this. I don't think the Switch is going to do it because I don't think so I either. Mean, you know, one two Switch isn't going to move consoles the way we sports did, and uh, the bunch of awesome looking indie games aren't going to convince PS4 or Xbox One owners to to give it a shot. And then that leaves Nintendo fans. Uh, you know, we're we're way off topic here. <laughs> <laughs> we're in the woods now. Shit I am not stoked back. for the Switch. It's coming real soon. I do think there's a lot of doom and gloom on the horizon, but. As far as me personally, I made a list, and there's over 25 games that I really, really, really want to buy and play this year on Switch. 25 games. That's... That's awesome. That's shocking. I wouldn't have thought that, but... And they're, like, they're really high up there. Like, that's not just on Switch. That's any console. Of everything I know that's coming out for every console... There's more stuff coming on Switch that I'm, I'm just I'm just stoked for it. Yeah, I mean I like I just finished um, I just finished Rise of the Tomb Raider uh, this past week, and I just I finished Arkham Knight last week. So uh, so I'm gonna treat myself and buy Psychonauts again because it's on sale this week for two fifty on the PS4. Gosh, and how do you say no to that? I've 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 purchased it three times already. I Xbox. PS2 and PS3, and I will now purchase it again. Have so, you played Overcooked? I have not. It's a, a friend of mine brought his PS4 over. I got to try VR. I saw <laughs> that. I saw your, yeah. your Facebook post about it. That was fun. We actually had a Virtual Boy and PSVR running in the same room. That's, uh, I wasn't... That's, I, it, that's too much. <laughs> PSVR, it, like... Is honestly, it's exactly what I thought it was. It is very not for me. Yeah. Um, it's it's fun, kind of a neat, but yeah, it's it's kind of a neat thing, but it's 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 not there yet. Um, but later we were playing on his PS4 a game called Overcooked, uh, which as soon as it was done, as soon as we done, we, we finished playing it. I was like, please let this come out on Switch, and then it was announced for Switch, and I'm nice. so stoked. But yeah, it, it came out on PS4 last year. Uh, you got to try it. It's great. It's a local co-op game about chefs in a kitchen. And you have to like do prep and work together to get dishes out, and it has something to do with the apocalypse too, which is very <laughs> bizarre. Like nice. a half an hour into playing the game, like weren't there onions in the apocalypse in the opening of this game? Like <laughs> it's very strange, uh, but it's really really good game. Like I highly recommend it, um, and it is on PS4 now and coming to Switch very soon. So nice. all right, all right. So okay. ten twenty thirty. Ten twenty thirty. Ten eleven uh, minutes in. 11 minutes in. Uh, thank you for sticking with us. <laughs> um, no, that was it, riveting shit. It, it was. It's us at our finest, really. I mean... And, and Dan and I didn't get the talk last week, so... It's yeah. It's a little, little catching up. A little catching up to do. How are the kids? So, How's oh, the they're good. They're All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right uh, 2007. So let, let's, let's start 10 years ago, back in 2007. Uh, February, since we didn't get to do this last week, and I know it's technically March. Not technically March. It is actually March. <laughs> it is for reals. <laughs> there is no technicality. Uh, so we're, we're going to cover February 2007 right now. In February in 2007, we had Diddy Kong Racing for Nintendo DS. Yay! 
Uh, were good you enough. a fan of this game? Uh, you know, it's it's fun. It's not great, but it's fun. That's kind of how I felt about it. I've actually never played it for more than a couple of seconds, really. Um, really? I've really never been interested in putting much time into it. Uh, I don't know. I, I picked it up once back on N64. I, I've never even touched the DS version, but the N64 game I, I picked up for a very, a very brief, and I was like, yeah, I don't know. It's This isn't doing it for me. Something felt kind of off. The frame rate was really bad, and, I mean, you know me in that era of gaming. Yeah. I was not a, a happy camper no, and I really liked Mario Kart, so I, I don't know. I, I, there are people who swear by Diddy Kong Racing. Oh, absolutely. It, it, I like don't think really it's as good it. as Mario Kart. I also don't think it's as good as like Crash Team Racing. Mm-hmm. But I, kart racers are kind of hard to screw up. And this was kind of the proto-Sonic you know? and yeah. All-Stars Racing Transformed because it was Which like planes amazing. and stuff, too. Yeah. It was, that game like, was so Diddy fun. Kong Racing was, yeah, yeah Sonic and... So Sonic and Sega All Stars Racing Transformed. <laughs> Worst Please title. come up with a better name. Yeah. Horrible title. Great game though. Really I want to mention game. it in in conversation, and I have to stop and think every time I say the title. <laughs> now, what is this again? It's like <laughs> fucking Squeenix. Paragraph is. Yeah, it really is. But yeah, I mean, Diddy uh, Kong Racing yeah. is is fun. It's not the best game, but for kind of laying that groundwork of you know you're gonna have not just carts but some other stuff going on and the tracks were relatively interesting and there were a lot of really good ideas and you know it um i think it gets a uh some leeway because it was one of the first ones i think anyway to um like to incorporate that stuff yeah i mean it's one of the first ones i can think of anyway and this ds one was pretty remarkable because this was after the rare buyout and Mm -hmm. this was you know rare working with nintendo you know, as part of Microsoft to to get this port up and running, and that was that was pretty cool. I, I've always liked that kind of the the respect that uh, Microsoft and Nintendo have for one another. Well, they had kinda... to make their money somewhere because fucking Cameo didn't do it. So you know, <laughs> oh Cameo, man, that was going to be a GameCube title. I was actually I was looking at my GameCube little sidetrack there. I, I, I got out my GameCube to play Mario Sunshine with my son not too long ago, and I was looking at the box, and on the back of the box is a picture of Cameo Elements of Power. Really? Like, coming soon. I'm like, oh, man. Okay, it was a launch unit. Yeah, and, yeah. And the, they were all pumping rare stuff at that point, and I'm like, oh, what could have been? Mm. I'm almost glad it wasn't. <laughs> but we'll have a... We gotta have a rare episode one of these days where we just talk about rare, because I have so many thoughts on <laughs> that company, and what could have and should have been grabbed by the ghoulies. Anyway, oh, uh, so Diddy Kong Racing for Nintendo DS. Uh, very cool. Um, I'm kind of surprised they haven't done more with that franchise in any way, shape, or form, but I suppose we'll all live. Yeah. Uh, next on the list, Final Fantasy VI Advance. Final Fantasy III, for those of you in yeah, North yeah, America. Yeah. The best Final Fantasy game. Yeah. yeah. Says I. Yeah, I, I don't I don't disagree. As much as I love Seven. Um, six is, uh, it's, it's just, it's fantastic. And this it, version it really is fantastic. Is. Too. It really it's is a great a, version. Know, up, updated translation. It's just portable. Like I, maybe, you know, play something like this more or less on the go, which was, uh, was great. I mean, obviously now you can play this on your damn phone, but right. You know, 10 years ago, that wasn't really the case and having uh, just, just another opportunity for people to play this game. Uh, on a system as popular as the Game Boy Advance is just it was 
delightful because I mean Final Fantasy VI is so good. It's so good. It re- it really is. Like you could see, like playing six and seven back to back, you could see kind of where they were going with the the big, the storytelling ideas were getting so solid by that mm-hmm. point. You know, and because they were like, getting flavors of of science fiction in yeah. there as opposed to traditional fantasy stuff. Yeah, it was just oh, it was so cool. Like because Final Fantasy is really an interesting series to kind of track the evolution of because like the first game isn't great <laughs> you know like if you go back and try and play it now it's it's fine but it's it's clunky as shit and like it i mean our translation is is obviously not very good mm-hmm. um but the evolution of that series to you know up until kind of like the the 6 and 7 like which i think personally are the pinnacle and it started to go kind of back there or just off in a weird direction after that agreed but i mean it's just a fabulous game and you're right like playing it portably on a on your game boy advance was was just awesome yeah i mean like there's certain concessions in game boy advance games particularly in the the realm of sound that i'm not nuts about like the sound in gba was very similar to super nes but much more tinny Mm -hmm. um which is why it's always interesting to do comparisons to like something like yoshi's island on uh gba as opposed to it on super nintendo like it's all the same compositions it just sounds a little different it's very strange and this was one of those because the final fantasy 6 soundtrack is just so memorable you know it's Uh, it's such a seminal thing but you got to listen to it with some beats that's the thing (laughs) It's the, the hot new headphone on the market, I hear. Get all the crunchiness in there. <laughs> uh, let's see. Next up on the list is a game that I'm 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 sad didn't light the world up uh, a little bit more than it did. Uh, Lunar Nights for Nintendo DS. I thought was really worth bringing up. I've never um, played it. I've played a little bit of it. Uh, I didn't finish it because I wanted to finish the Boktai games first because well, this is go. a it's part of that series and. Um, I, really, it's it's such a cool idea. It's like a vampire fighting thing. It's a, I believe it's a Kojima joint. Um, I know the original Boktai was. Uh, it was. It's uh, developed by Kojima Productions. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure Lunar Nights was was in that realm as well. Uh, yeah, it's um, it's like it's part of the the series, right? Like it's yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's official. Th- it's canon. I believe it is. I believe it is essentially Boktai 3, but I didn't, like, you know, like it's I like said, I did three or four or something like that, I think. I think there was two Boktai games on GBA, and then I think the third one was Lunar Nights. I think. I could be wrong. I didn't follow the series as closely as I could have, but... Uh, to be honest, it really probably doesn't matter. <laughs> like, I don't think we're going to piss off the uh, the legion of Boktai fans are going to turn on us for getting the yes. numerical order incorrect. I mean, it is, yeah, it was developed by Kojima Productions. I mean, I thought Lunar Nights was a better name um, than, than Boktai. Yeah. Um, Boktai, the sun is in your hands. I think Lunar Nights, it just, it was a, it was an attempt to rebrand it, you know, and, and, and appeal to a broader audience. And I'm kind of sad that it didn't pan out because, you know, Kojima's done things other than Metal Gear and those things are interesting. You know, it's like. They're always good. Zone of the Enders may not be a, a freaking masterpiece, but it is never not interesting. Oh, I love Zone of the Enders. Yeah, Zone of the Enders is cool. Boktai Lunar Nights is cool. Snatcher is cool. Like, Fuck yeah. I don't know about this next game. <laughs> oh, Death Stranding? Death Stranding scares me. It's a hard title to say. Like the, it's the a TH hard thing to look S at with all the sound is, and, Yeah, it's weird. It's 
I, I'm looking forward to you playing it. <laughs> <laughs> looking forward to somebody else doing it. Yeah. Because, like, you know, the Metal Gear games, as they got weirder, I still really wanted to play them. This yeah, one, I don't sure. want to, I don't want to play that game. No, I just want to know how it is. Yeah, it's... me too. I don't know that I want to play it either, but I'm going <laughs> to. <laughs> it's going to happen, so... So let's see. Next up on our list is We Play. Oh boy. <laughs> Ugh. This can't be bad. Um, no, but it's not. But it's it, not. It's certainly not bad for a game you get for free with your controller. That yeah, because that's mean, what this was. This was this was one of the most brilliant pieces of artificially getting yourself on sales charts. Yeah. We play was on the top of the sales charts for ages because people weren't buying the game. They were buying, well, if I can get this controller that comes with a game, then I'm going to go with that one. Yeah. And honestly, like some of the some of the games were really cool. I had a lot of fun with it. Like some of them were really dumb, but But the table re- tennis was really good, right? I think I The remember table that tennis being was really good. Fun. Um yeah, because it was it was like more like moving things back and forth. There wasn't swinging your arm around. Yeah, like the 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 Wii sports tennis. It was more like pong. Yeah, um, and using the uh, the the pointer for that kind of thing was was really smart. And the the duck hunt thing in there was really cool too. The the target shooting that took place in the duck hunt stage, and then mm. every now and then the ducks would come out and you have to shoot them. Like the dog wasn't there, but it was. I thought that was really cool. Um, I, I had fun with it. There was that weird what pose me game where like the me's you have to put them in different poses and match bubbles and I don't think I ever I played know. that one. I think I looked at that one and went no, that's <laughs> no, not, not for I'm me. I'm not doing that. <laughs> that's not a thing I'm gonna do. Oh wow! I was just reminded. Complete tangent. There's a WiiWare game called Muscle March. Are you familiar with that? No. There. <laughs> It's a game of like burly muscle men, uh, like running through a maze and having to strike different poses so that they fit through the walls that are coming at them. Mm-hmm. It is wow. I was I don't know why I was just reminded of that game, but Muscle March. Sure, catch it. <laughs> <laughs> the, so yeah, we the play, hottest huh? of fire. Yeah, I. You know it's. Uh, it was really the beginning of uh, of the end of my love for Nintendo. Was it was, was very symptomatic? Sort of I mean, yeah. as far as like the Wii series of things, I mean, like I kind of can't argue with the massive sales of games like Wii Sports, Wii Play, even Wii Party, which was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wii Fit, uh, Wii Music was something. That was a uh, thing that happened. That's a really cool toy, but it is not a good video game. No, no, it is not. Well, we'll talk about Wii Music when that comes up on the ten twenty thirty because I have thoughts on that one. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I didn't begrudge them Wii Play. Uh, I don't begrudge them these kinds of games unless, especially at this at this point when they were selling people on motion controls. Right. I don't really begrudge. I didn't really begrudge that because they were still doing other stuff too. I begrudge them one two switch because that is. Stop. Because how dare you charge full price for that game? Well, it's only like forty, right? Like it's not going to be. I think it's fifty. That's eh, still much. Forty is too much. Forty is too much for Street Fighter. Did you hear that yeah. today? They 
<laughs> it's like, oh, cool, it's coming at... How much are you charging for Street Fighter 2? Mm-hmm. Oh, Capcom. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, so let's move on to Ratchet & Clank Size Matters for PSP. This, I believe, was the first portable uh, Ratchet & Clank game. Mm-hmm. And that's a pretty cool series of games. I never played this, did you? Uh, yes, I think. Well, like, the problem with the Ratchet & Clank games... I've always felt is that while they are all really good, like they're all really solid games, out of the 378 Ratchet and Clank games that there are, <laughs> I don't know that they really stand apart from each other. I I couldn't pick one out of a lineup. Like I remember there yeah, being like one where they were like disco ball grenades, and I thought that was really clever. But I, yeah, I have sure, no idea I which one it's in. Is <laughs> I, like because there's so many weapons and there's so much stuff to do, and like, I mean. Like, all the PSP games, like, look similar and play similar, and they play great, and they're really fun, and the controls were always, like, the selling point to me of Ratchet and Clank. Like, it is a very, very solid experience. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you play these games, and everything does exactly what you think it's going to do or think it should do. Like, there's never a moment where you're like, oh, well, that didn't go the way that I thought it was going to go. That that happened exactly as it should have happened. Um, yeah. You know, like... It, this was a super fun game. I I remember having it. I remember playing it. I don't remember much about it because, you know, like I said, it's Ratchet and Clank. It yeah, is it is what it is. Know, it's good. It's fun. To quote Mystery Science Theater 3000 from the people who brought you that other stuff, more of the same. <laughs> more of the same. It really is. <laughs> and, you know, there's there's something to be said for the uh if it's not broke, don't uh don't fix it. Yeah, I mean, it was it, the, the Ratchet and Clank series almost started reminding me of Mega Man for a little bit because, like, it's not like the Mega Man games were bad, but they were just cranking them out year after year. Yeah, and, like they cranked out the Ratchet and Clank games, and I thought this was really cool that they. This was back when Sony was really making a push with the PSP. Like it was, mm-hmm. it still boggles my mind that that system did not outsell the the Nintendo DS, but. You know, they were still putting some effort into it, and it was nice to have a, one of their major franchises shrunk down, and and it handled it well. So. Yeah, I, they did a really—the the PSP, man, we got to have an episode on that, too, because that system should have been amazing. The Vita should have been amazing, but the, the thing that Sony fucked up each time was that they made full-size games that you yeah. just played on a smaller screen. Like, they didn't make— games that were really playable in small chunks. And when they did, like Patapon and Logoroco, it was kind of a little too little too late. Yeah, those games are amazing. And like Field Commander? Field Commander is this great RTS game for the original PSP. It's fucking amazing, but like nobody (laughs) played it because like nobody bought a PSP. I don't know. I'm very excited, just as a little aside, uh, they announced the the free PS Plus games for, uh, for March. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Vita game, one of the Vita games this month is Severed um, oh, from cool. Drinkbox. So, like, I'm yeah. really, really excited to, like, pull my Vita back out and uh, and play through Severed. Have You you haven't played through that already? No, I haven't. I'm, I'm genuinely surprised you didn't pick that up on Wii U. I, I figured you would have jumped at the opportunity. I, it's something that I always wanted to do, but like I said, I just finished Arkham Knight and Rise of the Tomb Raider. So, <laughs> so you know, the backlog yeah, I guess is real. So with, it, with it being on PS Plus, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. All right, next, speaking of, speaking of things that I wish uh, studios would do more of, uh, next up, we got the original Crackdown for Xbox 360 in two, uh, February of 2007. Never played it. 
I never played it either, but I thought it looked really cool, and it's something that it's part of Microsoft's Xbox identity, and it is. it's something I wish there was more of with Xbox, because we were just talking a little bit earlier about how PS4 is just like trouncing everything. It's because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, there isn't this huge difference. Like we've said on the show before, that PlayStation has an identity, like they have a staple of games, and it's not like you know, their PlayStation Battle Royale or whatever thing where you make a Smash Brothers game. It's, it's not like they have those kinds of icons, but they have their their IPs that, that are distinctly PlayStation. Crackdown was one of those things that is so distinctly Xbox. And yeah. it's, it's unique. It is interesting. Um, I've, I, like I said, I haven't played it. It's not really for me, but I understood why people liked this game a lot. I thought it looked neat. And it's it's such an Xbox game, you know, and I mean that in a really good way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would like to see. I put I put that on the list as noteworthy because it was it was a great original IP that they came out, and it went over pretty well. I, I remember the people first liking Crackdown it quite was a bit. really popular, and I believe the second one was as well. It like I said, you know, it, not a game that I've played, but I think when you say it's it's a very Xbox kind of game, it's a very Xbox kind of game, the same way that like Gears of War is a very Xbox kind of game and that's exactly yeah and I have played those those are fucking dope like those I played really the, good I played games. the first one and yeah it's I wasn't very I was really bad at it but, oh uh, sure like I'm not great at it but god I remember playing the playing Gears of War the first time on 360 and just being like holy crap uh-huh. <laughs> just looking at that game it still it still holds up like you look at that game and it still looks very good it's cuz it was the perfect like, with the exception of the fact that nobody has necks, like, <laughs> all the men are just these giant jacked things, and all the women are these tiny little things. Like, there, it was still stylized enough, you know, like, it didn't look real, it just looked realistic. Yeah. And there was a certain degree of, of, of stylized nature to it that made Gears of War really successful, visually speaking. And it's it's... Gears of War is awesome. I I have all the respect in the world for Gears, um, and I have all the respect in the world for Crackdown. I want to see more of this kind of stuff from Microsoft. If if there's gonna be three players in the market, um, and and if Nintendo managed to manages to pull themselves out of the distant, 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 distant third place, <laughs> uh, I would love to see Microsoft make a better go at it with a, with a unique identity. Like, if yeah. there's going to be three different players, I want them to feel like three different players, not two very similar players and Nintendo. You know? Right, right. Maybe Nintendo goes a little too far in the carving their own path. <laughs> yeah. Where Microsoft Sometimes. isn't going far enough, but I don't know. Crackdown's cool. I'm glad it exists. Me too. Next on the list... um, Sonic and the Secret Rings for Nintendo Wii. All right, you're going to have to tell me about this one because, yeah, no. (laughs) This was, uh, I didn't hate this game. Uh, I don't, I didn't love the premise, the weird, like, Sonic in storybooks thing that they tried to do with this, and then the Black Knight, which I really didn't care for. Mm -hmm. But what I thought was cool about Secret Rings was that they kind of made it into an auto runner, and you just kind of steered him and jumped. And it made for some really fun stuff. Like, I, I, this game gets crapped on all the time. And I guess, you know, it was just 
part of like Sonic genuinely sucking uh, when he's in 3D. Right. And that's why I kind of thought that this was a really neat take on putting Sonic into a 3D environment because you didn't have to worry so much about like Sonic Team wasn't great at making platformers at that point because that's the biggest problem with their Sonic games is that they just don't work. Like you can't run and jump on a platform or, or something like that without falling through some weird clipping or the camera going nuts. And this took just took away all of that stuff from it and just made it into a very cinematic yet always involving experience where you're just steering him, collecting things and taking care of the jumping and the game is taking care of the rest for you. It's, I thought it was a neat idea and it looked very nice, uh, but you know, because it was essentially on rails, you can put a lot more into the visuals and it was a very, very pretty Wii game at the time. I I think this game doesn't get the credit it deserves. It's not a masterpiece or anything. I'm sure. not saying you missed out on Sonic and the Secret Rings. I I'm saying that when I think back to what what people think back on that game, like I I'm surprised that it is looked back on so poorly when something like Sonic Heroes is looked back on really fondly. When I thought Sonic Heroes was a steaming multicolored pile <laughs> of poop. Um, yeah. It did bring back the Knuckles character, Chaotix characters, though. So, so hey, that's fun. Team Chaotix. Uh, now, Sonic and the Secret Rings. Look, if you're looking for, not you specifically, because I know you aren't, but no. if anyone listening <laughs> uh, is a Sonic fan and has a Wii and uh, never gave this a try, I mean, it's you can get it for, like, pennies now. Like, it's, it is the dirtest of dirt cheap. It's... Backwards compatible on your on the Wii U, obviously. It, it's it is a cooler game than it seems, and I didn't play uh, much of Black Knight because it seemed to go in a even dumber direction than Secret Rings. Because at least Secret Rings had this cool like Arabian Nights kind of thing going on, where Black Knight just okay. Now Sonic has a sword. Uh, <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> Sonic has a sword. No. Um. That's it. I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm I'm out. I'm done. Thanks, I'm full. I'm driving. All right, Virtual Fighter 5. Yes. PlayStation 3. Fucking love Virtual Fighter. Yeah, Virtual Fighter's awesome. I what mean, it, what do you really say about it? Like, they teach freaking classes on this game in Japan because it is so in-depth, right? It was 4 that was the one that was was Dreamcast, and then they made the uh, 4TB, was it? Or 4-something for PS2, and... Mm-hmm. They were all like, oh, don't make online play because it needs to be frame by frame perfect. And then right. by PlayStation 3, they were like, no, no, we're doing online play. We're doing it right. Like, and then this they is Virtual Fighter. Because the PlayStation play 3 online, yeah. did not have online play until the downloadable one came out like a year later or a little while later. Oh, my God, you're right. I'm yeah. remembering this completely wrong. I forgot they didn't have that. Oh, wow. Because it was like... um like PlayStation got Virtual Fighter Five, and then 360 got Virtual Fighter Five online. Oh my God, you're um, right. I forgot all about that. Yeah, I was I was a little pissed because I really wanted to play this online at first, but then it was like, um, uh, like Final Final Showdown, something like that was the downloadable title, mm-hmm. um, that had online play like put back into the PS3 version and like uh-huh. there was a 360 ver- and it had like a couple new characters I think 
and that like it's it's been a while since I've played it. But because at this point, PSN wasn't like Xbox Live was the Xbox shit. Live was the thing, and PSN yeah. was like, oh yeah, we have that too. It's over here. Come look at it. <laughs> It's nice. We painted it. <laughs> and the it. Wii was and the Wii was over somewhere going. <laughs> <laughs> the Wii was over there like, buy a modem. It'll be fine. Fifty six K is all you need. It's fucking great. Don't worry about it. Nobody like, nobody cares about online stuff. Here's nobody a, cares. Here's a friend code that's nine hundred digits long. <laughs> it's a friend code or a Metroid password. <laughs> it's just fucking ridiculous. It's just like, oh man. Here's another whole episode right there, just on the <laughs> stupidity of their fucking online rollout. But now, like, what what I've always found so awesome about Virtual Fighter is that, like, it it really like it speaks to its name. There is no game that moves the way Virtual Fighter moves. No, you're absolutely right. It's it's got that very distinct animation style, and you can even trace it back to the original like six polygons per character they were still doing it like, they were still doing it like it was still really technical and the mastery that was involved in making these games like i have never been good at them one of the the most i've ever played a virtual fighter game was virtual fighter 4 on ps2 at your old dorm yeah, in college because like i played that with you guys for a while and got the crap beat out of me because I, I couldn't i couldn't get it i don't get it because leaf bay is just badass like and that's what i loved about it like you play like soul caliber and yes they have different weapons so the fighting styles are a little bit different um you know and like fundamentally mitsurugi controls differently than siegfried who controls differently than voldo and and like whatever but at their core like there's still there's still basic kind of um like combos like you there's a trip and then like a down slash for everybody there's there's things that certain things do similar to street fighter you know there's, yeah similar to street like you have projectiles or most fighters really even so much as smash brothers you know yeah. everyone's got an up b and a down b and it, it's like there's these basic rules and then virtual fighters like no every no, person have is a fighter <laughs> every person is different write a freaking book on every single one of them yeah like uh, lee fey is like i man and somebody will kill me out for this online but like i believe it's like way chin kung fu or way chun something like that like it, it's like old like monk style kung fu and like you know a uh, fucking wolf is just a wrestler and then they introduce like el blaze and he was lucha libre but he was an authentic lucha, lucha libre wrestler mixed into this game with uh, Kage, who was, f was a ninja, and fucking... And sumo. Like, oh my god, like, this game is just... The 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 authenticity of the fighting styles in this game is amazing. I love Virtual Fighter so much for that. Like, oh, god damn it. <laughs> and this one, Five had... Um, oh, what was the girl's name? Um... She was one of the new the new characters for five, and she fought like monkey style kung fu, but like authentic, uh, 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 debatable whether you know the authenticity of monkey style kung fu, but like authentic what you remember from like Saturday morning, you know monkey style kung fu films. Like that was this girl, and it was awesome. It was so great. I love Virtua Fighter so much. I really <laughs> do. 
And like this one had the ranking system that Virtual Fighter 4 had, and that was a really cool, um, you know, like you keep increasing in rank as you go through, and like there's different stuff and different like, uh, like character customization options you could go through, and like there it was there was a lot to this game. It was like a very, in addition to the like the fighting system being deep, the game itself was very deep. Mm-hmm. This game is fucking dope. I love Virtual Fighter so much. All right, so we got two more quick ones to to go over before we take a break. Uh, so let's see. Uh, the next up on my list was SSX Blur for the Wii, mm-hmm. which um, uh, I think this came out before 1080 did on Wii, or maybe it was right after 1080. All I know is that SSX, SSX Blur was a very clever use of the Wii Remote, and I felt like Nintendo must have been kicking themselves for not thinking of it first. <laughs> uh, Blur, the whole SSX series is really good. But it's Blur really fun. Was it's a really, fun, really fun series. Yeah. But Blur on Wii was really fun. It was a really clever use of the Wii Remote. Uh, very notable game at the time because it was a it was EA doing a Nintendo exclusive game and mm-hmm. it did fairly well for itself. Um, and then speaking of exclusives, MLB 07, the show. I mean, what what can we say about the show besides it is the best baseball game? It's there the best sports no game. Other. Like the, uh, I I like I, I really don't think that that's a bold statement like i know and it's hard to like compare like basketball game to like a football game to a hockey game and whatever but like as far as a delivering the the package of stuff that you could want as a sports fan like if you are a diehard sports fan this is the game this game gives you everything you could possibly want as a sports fan like my sister she really wants to get a nintendo switch but she's leaning more towards the PlayStation 4 only because of MLB The Show. She's not wrong. She's like, I've, there are all these games on the Switch I really want to play, and like, I, there's almost nothing unique to the PlayStation that I really want except for baseball. I need the show. And I'm it's, like, I can't, I can't argue with that. It is that good. It is. It really, it really is that good. I don't even like baseball games, and I appreciate the sheer magnificence that is the show. It 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 is one of, without fail, the best games that comes out every year. Good times, good times. Okay, we're gonna take ourselves a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we're gonna hit the twenty and the thirty of our ten, twenty, thirty. And don't worry, they're they'll be considerably shorter. <laughs> yeah, they're much shorter this time much around. Shorter than this. Uh, you're listening to the Stone Age Gamer podcast from geekade.com, So stick around. And now here's a look at some of the other original content available right now at geekade.com. First up, have you ever wondered what it might take for Karen to finally snap once and for all and strangle Chris? I have, certainly. We've all been there. If you have, you probably never would have thought it would have something to do with sports and seating. What item from his collection could finally drive her to the brink? Find out in the all-new Extremely Timely Into the Vault Episode 25 Genesis Sega Sports Combo. Funny story about this, uh, and I don't acknowledge it anywhere in the video where I say (laughs) in the video that came out, I think a solid two weeks after the Super Bowl, where I say in the video that the Super Bowl is coming. We're all in the (laughs) 
I recorded this episode like five months ago. To be fair, depending on when you watch the video, the Super Bowl is indeed coming <laughs> yep. next year. It, it, it could be. It is well. indeed it could be. on its way. We are, <laughs> we are a scant 11 months from, <laughs> from a, a thing that as I get older, I care so much less about. Next, there's no question about it. The robot apocalypse is inevitable. Certainly. When, uh, certainly. Uh, it's unavoidable. And when it comes to our home automation expert, Gabby, uh, she is undoubtedly screwed. But which of her smart devices is most likely to help her meet her un untimely device demise first? Uh, the only way to find out which one of horror her devices will murder her in her sleep or uh, will just help her kill herself by tripping over her clothes in the dark. Um, it's It was actually a very funny article. <laughs> I was surprised uh, at how how much I laughed while reading this. Head over to the think tank and read Living in Comfort slash Terror to find out. I, sure. I got to be honest, I've got a, a, an Amazon Echo and uh, she just turned on because she heard me say her name. And uh, I also have a dot and uh, it's awesome. Like, I, I climb the ladder to my loft and I tell her to turn the lights on, and she does. And uh, Gabby explained how her Amazon Echo would kill her. Yeah, I think mine might. I did tell her to fuck off today. Because, <laughs> like, because it wouldn't, like, I, I screamed, like, after five or six times trying. Because whatever, there was noise in the house and it couldn't hear me saying, like, lights off or whatever. And it just wouldn't shut the lights off. And I was just like, ah, fuck you. And she responded with, that wasn't very nice. And I was like, oh, man, now i got to apologize to this cylinder? <laughs> what the fuck is that? What has my life become? Anyway. Apologizing to cylinder. <laughs> that's, that's what I do now. Oh, shit. Then, on a new episode of Ring the Bell, the guys grapple with the results of the 2017 Elimination Chamber and discuss some Grammy news. They also get a visit from one of the internet's finest, and Greg Carroll reads a real Facebook message from the Road Warrior Animal. What could wrestling possibly have to do with the Grammys? Who is this mysterious visitor? Why are the questions always funnier when asked in threes? Get the answers and Ring the Bell, Elimination Chamber 2017. Finally, this asshole, uh, Dan. <laughs> that's, that's me. I'm the asshole. Conti he continues his 2017 quest to pair Jersey beers with video games. The unusually warm weather we've been experiencing here in the Northeast drove him to feature an unusual game and beer pairing. But blah, blah, blah. both the brew and the platformer appear gimmicky, but are actually much more than they seem. Don't miss Bits and Brews, Bolero Snort SVB, and Thomas Was Alone. Yeah. <laughs> great beer, great game. Have you played Thomas Was Alone? No. You really should. I really should. It is the writing alone in that game is is worth it. It is stunning. The writing was alone. The writing was alone. You can catch all this great stuff plus tons of other articles, videos, podcasts, and more right now at geekade.com. back uh we were just having a deep philosophical conversation on the duality children. of man 
the nature yes. of being and it's hot. Uh, so back to the 10, 20, 30. Let's jump into the 20 right now. Back to 1997. February 1997, we got Namco Museum Fi- Volume 3 for PlayStation. What was on this one? Ms. Pac-Man. Best game ever made. <laughs> I mean, really, what uh, else? That that one had, like, did it have Dig Dug on it as well? I have this one still. I like, think I have this the was disc. Dig Dug Galactic. See, no, Dig Dug Galaga, Ms. Pac-Man. Actually, you know what? I'm going to just look at I'm, it. I'm looking I, it up right now. I'm, I'm working on it. But I clicked on an Amazon link because I've had a lot to drink this evening. Volume 3 is Ms. Pac-Man Galaxian. Galaxian was on here. Galaxian's good. That's so odd because Galaxian came first. Galaga was the sequel to Galaxian. Right. But Galaga's way more popular. Yeah, and I guess they threw that on Volume 1. Uh, also, Dig Dug, Pole Position 2, and Fozon, and Tower of Druaga. Ah, uh, Tower of is awesome. I uh, love that pretty, game. pretty rad game. Like me some Pole Position as well. Fozon's fun. Like, this is like this is a really well, good collection. Th- yeah, 1 and 3 were the were the, the big ones. They were the ones that be you know got reissued as greatest hits, because 1 was... Uh, Pac-Man, Galaga, Pole Position, Bosconian, Rally X, New Rally X, and Toy Pop. Yeah, that's um, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's 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 pretty good. And then you had like you know two. We'll talk about we. I think we talked about two last time. Uh, two was the one with Xevious Galpus, which I think is the third Galaga type game. Yeah, Super Pac-Man, which is just kind of odd, mappy. Uh, Grobda, which I'm totally unfamiliar with, and mm-hmm. Dragon Buster. And, like, I shouldn't be unfamiliar with it because I own all these. But <laughs> And then you had, like, four and five. And uh, also, every single one of them included some form of Pac-Man game for obviously getting the the shaft with including Pac-Land, which is... Yeah. Yeah. No, volume Not three, this is, this yeah, three is the one. That's the one, the one if you're like, going to get let's one. Let's be honest. Miss Pac-Man, way better game than Pac-Man. It is. Like, way better. Hands down. It's not down. even close. It isn't. And Dig Dug's fucking dope. Like, those yeah. two alone Love were worth Dig 20 bucks. Yeah, no, this is this is a this was a compilation. Very well worth your time. Yeah, I love this. I still have this. I still pull this out and pop it in the PS3 every now and again when I when I don't when I feel like playing these games legally. <laughs> <laughs> That's a terrible thing to say, but it's true. Whatever. Next up on the list, Command and Conquer hits the PlayStation. Mm. It does. I've never played Command and Conquer. No, nah, me neither. But I know it's important. People like this game a lot. They do. There hasn't been one in a while, right? I don't know. Like, I remember there being some sort of revival around Xbox 360, but I don't know. Didn't they make it like a first-person shooter? Oh, God, did they? I think so. I know so. they did that with Shadowrun, and that made me sad. Yeah, that was dumb. That I think they did dumb. it with Command and Conquer, too. I could be way off, because... Like you said, Command and Conquer is just not something I've played. I know yeah, it's good. It's outside of my purview. Uh, the next one is not outside of your purview. No. WCW versus the world. I, I have never game. played it, but Dan, tell uh-huh. us, t- talk to us about the importance God damn of it, the WCW I, versus the world. I love this game. I pre-ordered this game. Like <laughs> This was a game I was super excited about. It had a bunch of like really cool WCW wrestlers at the time. Um but it also had a lot of, um, like, obviously versus the world. You had a lot of characters from all over the world, but they were obviously, like, some of them, um, 
Man, I'm trying to think back because I've played so many wrestling games, and I don't know that I've played this game since 1997. But, um, <laughs> like, I believe that they had some actual wrestlers from other countries, but then they had sort of homages to, like, legendary, like, luchadors or Japanese wrestlers. Um, but this game was a, a precursor to the N64-style wrestling games. And that grappling system, the, the Aki grappling system, really was, like, the pinnacle of, of wrestling games. And this this had it. And it had the taunts and, like... Back in back in 1997, you looked at those flat fucking faces and were like, "Oh my god, it looks just like Sting! Holy shit! Like this is amazing!" And you go back and look at it now, and you're like, "Oh boy, that's uh, <laughs> who? That's not that's not so good, is it?" Um, but man, like this game controlled really really well. It had a ton of characters. Like it was it was a fucking dope game. It was really fun. And it, I think, like looking at this game. Because I don't think, like, personally, I had played any of the Fire Pro games at this point. This was, like, a huge evolutionary step in what wrestling games could be. Cause, yeah, because, I mean, before this, it was... Well, this was after stuff like WWF Attitude, right? Yeah, which was terrible. Like, it's and not a good Warzone game. Warzone and Attitude. Yeah, like, that That was just going back from, like, the Nintendo-era games of, like, you know, the the... WWF cage match and WrestleMania, which weren't good. Like the arcade WrestleMania game was was really fun. Um, <laughs> it was like that was. I remember playing that one. It was ridiculous. It was like Mortal Kombat almost. Yeah. Well, no, not even that one. Not the Midway one. But like there was there was a, a, a game. Oh, WWF Superstars. Maybe right? it was kind of like an isometric perspective. Uh, no, no. This one was like hand drawn, like two D, and not Saturday Slam Master style, but like. It was a little bit different. Um, no, the the midway one that like where the Undertaker like threw actual tombstone or like hit you with an actual tombstone <laughs> that was fucking weird. <laughs> Razor that game Ramona was awesome. Was the Terminator for some reason? It was the T one thousand game was dumb as shit. I liked it, but um, no, this was like this WCW versus the World was just this huge step forward in in terms of like oh no like. You can chain wrestle, and there's depth to the grappling system. This isn't pro wrestling where I just repeatedly bite your head as the Amazon. Which, <laughs> while fun, is not really wrestling. No, not so much. There should be a new one of those games, though. Maybe I'll write about it uh, for next month's, uh, or for the, the start of uh, Why I Love Wrestling. Maybe I'll, I'll, I'll dip into WCW versus the world. Soon. Wouldn't be a bad idea. No, it's a good idea. Sticking with the PlayStation, but also on the Sega Saturn, is Mega Man 8. <laughs> or should I say, Mega Man 8! <laughs> you should not say that. No, nobody should say that. Particularly <laughs> Mega Man shouldn't say that. Right? Power shot! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, God, stop it. Uh, uh, Alright, so, Mega Man 8. Talk about a mixed bag here. Uh... I loved, I, I mean, I love Mega Man, and there are no Mega Man, like, base Mega Man games that I hate. No. Um, it... This is easily one of my least favorite Mega Man games. Um, it introduced swimming mechanics. Yeah, that was Which weird. I wasn't crazy about. Um, it had some of the most at atrocious voice acting imaginable, but at the same time, like, 
oh god i'll never forget what it felt like turning this game on on my playstation and seeing that anime cutscene in the beginning like the bit in space where duo is fighting against that 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 evil purple thing and i'm just like oh my god this is like a Mega Man, like a real Mega Man cartoon not like the weird one in america that was like <laughs> kind of looked like Mega Man, and he was all jacked and whatnot it's like wow and then like and then it switches over to ah bass why must we fight like this uh, i know oh i was like okay his name's bass bass treble bass treble yeah oh he's not no, a fish it's bass and um, treble it's like the oh treble fish you know Ugh. that old God. that fish that's popular in restaurants nationwide and then and then dr light comes on yeah and he's elmer fudd he really is <laughs> he actually says dr why we <laughs> Oh God, it's so bad. It's it's almost like it's almost like Capcom in Japan was like, how can we make America hate this? I well, know. First thing, first things first, we need to make Roll's voice deeper than Mega Man's. <laughs> we need to show you all of your hopes and dreams, and then crush them immediately. And like, it had some cool ideas, but. I did. I never liked the Robot Master designs in this one very much. They were very over-designed. And one of the things I liked so much about Mega Man Robot Masters and it's just Mega Man's art style, art direction in general, was how it was. It was very minimalist. You know, it was yeah. very bold, very bright. And these like Sword Man was segmented in the middle, and he could float around and Clown Man. <sighs> <laughs> See you in my dreams. And then Aquaman. I'm sorry, Aquaman? I, really? Aquaman. Yeah. You have to know about Aquaman in Japan. Like, call him Waterman. Call him Wetman. Call, <laughs> call him, him Wetman. Call him Moist Man. I don't care what you call him. He's a walking tank and he's like, I'm Aquaman. Yeah. Oh my God. That's and like, so Grenade Man blows up and he's all, that felt good. That's <laughs> Oh, Grenade Man's no. a masochist. Very weird. Please stop. It's just, but it looks so good. Yeah, it does. It it looks really good. There's some cool segments in it, like the the scrolling shooter segments when you're riding on Rush Jet, and it just basically just turns into a scrolling shooter, and you can get you know Auto and Eddie uh, to 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 come and help you, and oh god, and like there was those segments with the jump, jump, shoot, slide, slide, and like. Bleh. But those segments were kind of fun to, to, to figure out and, and do, and there was so much good in this, and I, I, mean, I played it through to completion, because it sure. was a brand new mainline Mega Man game. There hadn't been one in a little while. Uh, it was very much focused on X, and boy, this was the last one we got in the mainline series for a long time, until for we got a good you know, reason. 9 and 10, which went all the way back to NES style. Which and like, were great. I, they were so they were hard. fantastic, yeah. They're so hard. I really liked I, I I liked the idea of there being an evolution of Mega Man where the game itself started to look like the artwork um, that I liked so much. Yeah. And I was really happy to get a return to the Ape It ones, obviously, but I still would like to see an evolution of Mega Man where he looks with the hand drawn animation like that. Like, I would love to see that. In fact, what I would love to see is Dot Emu, the people who are doing uh, Wonder Boy the Dragon's Trap make a Mega Man game. Yeah, right? <laughs> but that's never going to happen. No. I mean, I, I I would go with my standard answer of just give it to Drinkbox. <laughs> give everything to Drinkbox. Like, they just they can just make everything from now on. 
Drinkbox needs to make a Samurai Jack game. That's oh, what they need to do. God, they do. Because their art style would work so well with Samurai Jack. They really do. There, I just solved video games for Drink. <laughs> 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 All right, and the last game we're going to talk about from February of 1997 is Mole Mania for Game Boy. I have no idea what this is, but I know you love it. I do. Um, I, this is a this is an interesting game. This is a Shigeru Miyamoto joint uh, that most people don't really know. That's a Shigeru Miyamoto joint. I think we've uh, talked about very, this before, haven't we? There was. I, th- I think we have. Um, I've definitely. I know I've brought it up once or twice because it it bears a couple of similarities in the way you have to think about it to Portal. Right. Um, right. Yeah. It takes place above and below ground, and you have to, like, dig through these holes and do different things above and below. Uh, it's a very smart and clever game. Uh, I It didn't catch on at all. Mostly, I would venture to say, because it was released on original Game Boy well after Game Boy Color had come out. Like, it's strange that this was just a black-and-white Game Boy game that hits so late. But Yeah, that's a very weird decision. It is available on 3DS Virtual Console for a couple of bucks, and I highly recommend it. It's... It's such a cool game, and it's a, it's such a cool concept. It's got some really uh, endearing characters. They're very Nintendo, very Miyamoto styled, and it's it's a good game. It's a cool game. I dig it. No pun intended. Nah, screw <laughs> it. Pun intended. I intended the hell out of that pun retroactively because I actually was a mistake at first, but I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and stick with it. No, you should definitely should. So, all right, we're going to go back to 1987 now in February. Again, had a hard time narrowing down games that were specifically in February of 1987. Uh, but this one here, uh, this is my best guess was that it was in February of 1987. And we've talked about it on the show before. Always worth bringing up again. Skateboarding for Atari 2600. Bordin. Bordin. Not boarding. N apostrophe. Bordin. We talked about the cover art on this game. We did uh, on on the show. It was one of my favorite conversations we've ever had on this on this very <laughs> podcast. Uh, just disseminating the ridiculous box art of holy like there couldn't possibly be a more '90s game in the '80s than this. <laughs> <laughs> I just you look at everything in this. It's I guess you know, it was 1987. It's like neon colors and squigglies and triangles, and it's basically the intro to Saved by the Bell, except a skateboarding <laughs> game on Atari 2600. Yeah. It's got music in it. It's not a bad game. It's just, boy, is this ever a product of its time. Uh, and, you know, bless you for making an Atari 2600 game in 1980 freaking 7. Yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah. Do it. We, we, I mean, there's a lot of reasons why not. But <laughs> <laughs> there were two new Atari systems since the 2600 when this came out. That's true. Um, that is true. So skateboarding. Yeah. 2600. High, high five. All right. Talk to me about Trojan, Dan. I fucking love this game. Trojan is... It, Trojan for the NES, made by Capcom. Came out February 1987. Had so. the really cool, like, old-school Capcom box art for Nintendo games back then that was so 80s with, like, The weird grid going on in the, the background weird, like, thing. pink and, stuff, and blue yeah. grid with terrible box art. Like, if you actually blow that up and, like, look at the dude's face, like, he is not cool. <laughs> like, yeah. at all. 
like it looks cool on your first like impression. You're like, oh, dude's got like a sword and a shield, and like there's this badass looking dude before him, and then like you get closer and you're like, oh, you look like Kronk <laughs> from Emperor's <laughs> New Groove. That's weird. That's a strange thing. But like, that's a reference. <laughs> it's the best Disney movie. Um, and I stand by that. That movie is hysterical. Anyway. Yeah, that movie is is flat out hysterical. It, I will back you on that. It that is, movie is absolutely hilarious. It it is so criminally underrated. Like I keep wrestling with the idea of like us doing like a top like ranking the Disney movies. Uh-huh. But man, is that a lot to write? But like I really feel like we should cuz I think it would be an interesting list. Anyway. Um Trojan has one of my very favorite things in like the history of video games. In the when you when you start the game, it shows you the map of getting to Achilles, the the final boss, and uh, it says on the screen, "Let's try the first stage. Good luck." <laughs> it's like, all right, sweet. <laughs> Let's give it a shot. You, you're making it seem like I'm not going to do very well here. Um, all right, and like uh, this game, it's like it's uh like post-apocalyptic world, um. Which in the eighties, like, was a very different thing than what we what we think of as as post apocalyptic now. Like everything just became very punk. Um, but like you're you're a dude running through a city, but you have a sword and a shield, and like you kind of you kind of arc your sword at people. Like you don't really slash and you don't really stab. You kind of like circular motion your arm at them. <laughs> it's really <laughs> kind of what happens. You just kind of eh? <laughs> repeatedly. And it's, um, fuck, I love this game. Like, the bosses were so cool. Like, Achilles was a really cool-looking character. And, um, like, it played pretty well in, like, the sword fighting, like, while it was a little silly, um, was was really fun. Like, the stages looked really cool. There was a lot of, uh, like, verticality to the game. Like, you, you know, lots of, like, going up, like, down into sewers and back up and shit. And I don't know, it's just, I really really like this game my cousin and i used to play this all the time like we had seen it in in an arcade once i think and then saw it was like oh we can get this for the nintendo shit like gotta grab it fun man did you are you like you're familiar with this game right i'm actually not really uh, I, I have it um what i know of trojan the reason i put it on here was because i have a fun anecdote about it okay uh back when i worked in funko land we used to really enjoy uh, prank calling each other's stores, mm-hmm. and uh, one of my favorite prank calls uh, went as such: uh, you know, call up another store and be like, "Do you have balls for Sega Genesis?" Because <laughs> that was a game you could actually ask for. Yeah, and then afterwards they'd be like, "How about Trojan? Do you have any? Do you have any Trojans? Are they used Trojans?" Ew. Ew. Gross. <laughs> And that's my there's my anecdote about Trojan. I really think you should play this game. I know I should. I think you would I, really I, like. I said this. I have it. I physically have the cartridge, and I have it on my EverDrive, and it just it just hasn't come up I because re- every time I look at it, I'm like, hey, use Trojan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I really, I'm an infant. I really, really think you would like this game. the The character designs are really cool. The bosses are really cool. It's kind of like, um, you know how like when you think uh, like when you think back to like Rygar or Rastan or games like that, and you're like, man, mm-hmm. like there were some really cool looking characters in that game. 
Like it's kind of got that sort of flavor, but set in um like in a post-apocalyptic city. Hmm. It's fucking cool, man. It's a really cool game. I'll definitely be sure to give it a try at some point in the not too distant future. We should but maybe that's... Do, we should do this for a buttonomathon, like kind of thing. Like I know oh, I'm yeah. totally stealing that from you know fucking ain't it cool news, which is a reference lost on many people. But like we should just sit down and fucking play this game. Fuck the switch. Let's play Trojan instead. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, uh, that's going to be our show. There's our 10, 20, 30 for this month. Uh, Join us next week when we'll be talking about the state of the Nintendo Switch. Uh, The console launches the day this episode goes live, and I will have put uh, mine through its paces by the time we record the next episode. So we can talk about how it is, how we think it's going to be, and all the stuff surrounding it, which is... uh, it continues to be an interesting topic, so we'll see how it goes. Once again, you can get in touch with us at mail at geekade.com, as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit. You can like us on Facebook, find us on Instagram at Geekade, subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels for all our latest video content. Follow us on Twitter at the underscore Geekade. You can also find us individually on Twitter. I'm at Geekade. Chris, that's Geekade, K-R-I-S. And Dan is at... By Dan Aronov. No, uh, at Geekade Dan. If you're interested in more information about anything we discussed here tonight, be sure to check out our show notes. And while you're at it, you can also subscribe to this and any of our other wonderful podcasts on iTunes or Stitcher, or if you're super nice, you can leave us a review because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. We'd also like to thank our intrepid editor, Evan, for making our show listenable to all you folks, and we'd also like to thank Mark TDK Knight for our show's theme. You can check him out on SoundCloud and Bandcamp, or his very own website, which we have a link to in the show notes. Again, always remember to keep your eyes on geekade.com where we post something new every single day. On behalf of myself and Dan, keep playing games. Music